Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Ah, the music's pumping. The sun has set in Delray Beach as we wrap up another 17 hours of action from across the globe. Welcome to TC Live, your half-hour post-game show to break down all the highlights, provide the latest news from around the tennis world. Here's what's on the way. A shocker in Doha. Reigning U.S. Open champ Coco Golf is out. We'll tell you how it happened and what it means for the top-ranked American. Plus, playing his first match outside his homeland this year, Alex Demonor looking to pull the rip corda and glide back into the top 10. And a couple big names headed to tennis paradise. We'll tell you which legends are coming back to Indian Wells. Come on into our studios here live in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Coco Vandeweghe and Prakash Amitraj. Great to see both of you once again. And we start with the big news. The first two wild cards for Indian Wells announced today. It's former world number ones, Venus Williams and Caroline Wozniacki, a former champion, and of course, a seven-time major champion, Coco. Oh, this is a great wild card announcement to see these champions out there. It's, it's always great to see Venus Williams going to Indian Wells. It's been a long time since we've seen her on the tennis court, so I'm excited to see what V has to offer today. Well, look, uh, Carolyn's been playing some wonderful tennis when she decided to make a comeback, and she's always smiling out there. Can't wait to see her bring some beautiful tennis. And any excuse yeah. to see Queen V out there <laughs> and let me go get him, Queen! Get him! <laughs> you know, I'm all about that. But I just, I just want to know, I, I know there are a couple wild cards there, but have they added mixed doubles yet to the roster? Because, mm. you know, we could... Listen, Just if they I'm, want to throw a wild card this I'm ready. way. I'll, I'll warm up the shoulder. I'll get going. You know, I got you, Prakash. I'm always in. I'm slower than I used to be. So that's, if you don't mind, okay. I can cover you. That's, that's what mixed that's, doubles is. It's a give and take. It's an ebb and flow, you know. Okay, I'd like to see You know, I got you. I think, I think we do heart, some damage. In the heart. I think we do. And now we've been at the TC desk. So we're, we're virtually guaranteed Grand Slams and all the success. Because you go here, then you go there. It's I mean, why, why stop at anyone else? We got US Open. We got Wimbledon. I mean, we... we the train does not stop for precaution coco that's that here. chemistry that's that chemistry <laughs> can i can i coach oh yes oh my gosh come on yes. All right. that's yes. that's we're not leaving you out we're not leaving you out provide the motivation by the way he's pretty fast i saw him on the court pretty recently and, and coco still bombs those serves uh back to our biggest story on the court today coco golf in doha to face katarina siniakova golf has dominated this matchup starting the season 10 and 1 but what happened here coco uh, it was it was quite amazing to see coco just kind of self implode in this match siniakova is a great returner she gets a lot of balls back in play but this is in the second set what i couldn't believe most coco getting up a double break 4-0 and then losing the next six games. But Sinyakova is a credited fighter. She is sneaky, fast out there. She doesn't mind sitting in the cross-court backhand rallies with Coco, but she just seemed to have all the time in the world during these rallies to pick her spots and to be able to execute into the corners. And it was just really something to see her get these extra balls down and Coco just being unprepared to 
hit these next balls. Just kind of surprised that Sinyakova kept getting so many balls back in play. But it's the tenacity of Sinyakova that kept her in this second set and just fought and clawed her way to the victory. Hmm. Got six breaks, won 70% of her returns on the golf second serve. For Sinyakova, fourth top five win, first in five years. Let's take a closer look at this second set. Coco only dropped five points on the way to a four-love lead. And then the delayed bagel for Sinyakova, who won 26 of the final 38 points to take the match in straight sets. Let's hear from her. How proud are you of that performance tonight here on center court? Well, very proud. Uh, I, uh, I'm just, I don't have any words. I mean, I'm really happy and I'm just so excited that I can stay longer here. I feel confident. I, I think I'm playing well, so I'm just really happy I can keep it up and hopefully I can show some more good tennis. The biggest story for Katarina Siniakova was that she broke up the doubles with Barbora Krejcika, but now it's the upset of Coco Goff. But Prakash, let's talk about Coco here. Listen, uh, only one player wins every week yep. on tour. She's had a great start to the season. One to ten. Where do you put the panic meter for this match? Uh, uh, can we go into negative? Sure. No? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think this is one of those things you just got to gotta toss it out the window. I mean, it really doesn't have any significance for the larger scheme of things for Coco. She has been playing phenomenal tennis from the U.S. Open all the way through. She's elevated herself from uh, the tier she was at to the absolute highest tier of the game. This is one of those things. Look, as you said, Steve, some weeks you win, some weeks you lose. And for her, it's all about the biggest events. Yes, this ha does have a lot of points, but I think she shakes it off, gets ready for the spring uh, swing. Oh, I mean, there's nothing better than coming into the U.S. swing of Indian Wells in Miami for Coco Golf right now. It's going to be really important for her to just manage the expectations going forward into the rest of the year. It's a long year. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I definitely agree with you, Prakash, that there's no reason to hit the panic button. Yes, you don't want to go out early, at, especially at the thousand events. There are few and far between, and you really want to excel at those thousands. But we have to manage the expectations of, of Coco Goff. Yes, she is a Grand Slam champion, but she is still very young in her career, and she needs to beat these players with fruition and not go down too much to these players because once all these WTA players see a chink in the armor as great as Coco is right now, they will pounce on those opportunities and won't be afraid of her moving forward at the Grand Slams where everyone wants to play their best tennis. We'll see Coco back in action in Dubai before she heads to the States. I agree, no panic for Coco Golf, but for Sinyakova, great win here. Yeah. She'll take on Danielle Collins in the next round. Meantime, we saw Naomi Osaka back on court for the second straight day facing Petra Martic. It would be the first time in nearly two years, Prakash, for Osaka to get back-to-back -back victories. i tell you what's been impressing me the most with Naomi's game has really been her movement. She's been, she's been working well side to side, did a great practice week here in L.A. before making her way over there, mixing in that great power, as we saw with the backhand. Now, she had a chance to close things out here. 6-3, 5-4 up, she served for the match, but it was Martic who was able to pick out a couple of great passing shots, take that game, push it into a breaker. Now, Martic, three love up, is able to get this point, go four love up, massive lead, extends that, triple set point up here. So Naomi in a world of hurt, but somehow is able to claw her way back. A couple of errors from Martic, a couple of great shots from Osaka. But again, Martic has a fourth set point, 9-8. This thing really going down to the wire. But as you can see, Osaka getting where she's comfortable, right up on that baseline, keeping her opponent well behind, and uh, all that pressure. 
finally got to Marnich at the end of the day. Nice for her to see her squeeze it out in two sets. That's some gritty stuff, saving four set points in that tie break. She'll look to reach a quarterfinal for the first time since Miami 2022. World number five, Elena Rabakna picked up her second title of the year over the weekend, taking out Daria Kazakina in Abu Dhabi. It's her seventh title overall, fourth on hard courts, now 11-2 on the season. And right back on court in Doha against Zhu Lin Coco, the Chinese player 0-6 against the top five, but does have a win against Rabakina. That was before she was a Grand Slam champ. Yes, and it's a big difference in Rabakina's game from that last loss that she took against the Chinese player. She was absolutely having her way out there, hitting her spots, changing the directions so early. And when Rabakina's doing that, changing to the down the lines very quickly and very often, you know she's feeling it and just absolutely having a ball out there. And you can just feel the confidence start oozing out of her game. And it's, she's going to be a problem with that much confidence this early in the season. Less than an hour of work. Seven aces only dropped four points on her first serve. Broke four times as well. She gets Emma Navarro next. We'll be talking about that matchup later here on TC Live. Meantime, the fellas in Rotterdam, Alexander Bublik coming in on a four-match winning streak after taking the title of Montpellier. He beat Borna Chorch in that final, Prakash. He got a rematch right away. Well, I love watching Sasha Bublik play indoors. He mixes up just about everything here. Some brilliant wheels here, tracks this down, shows some nice touch at the end, hooks it around the line. Return game is able to take that first set, 6-3. Second set, again, well behind the baseline, but the big man moving really well. All the way from back here, is able to again track this down, comes up with another passing shot. And when he's mixing that movement up with these massive serves coming in, knocking off volleys, that's just a tough combination. He's such a rhythm-breaking player, and when he's moving exceptionally well, matching it up with the big power, there's actually not a lot of places you can go against Sasha Bublik indoors. He's, a, he's gonna be a tough customer. 13 aces, saved all five break points. The Bublik enemy improving to 3-0 against Borna Chorich. How about Seb Korda trying to break a four-match losing streak against the top 20? Well, Alex Dimonor Coco hoping to get back inside that top 10. And Alex Dimonor is always going to be a tough contest against Sebi Korda. Alex gets that extra ball back, and that's always difficult for the big hitters because you have to be brave enough for long enough. You have to come forward, take balls out of the air, not let Alex feel like he can keep getting that extra ball back by floating it. And Sebi just putting too many airs on the forehand side. And at the end of the day, Alex Dimonar is playing the best tennis of his career, and his movement is absolutely suffocating. That's 100% spot on. Saved all four break points, got one break on quarter each set. Dimonor gets his seventh straight win against Americans. Said after the match, it was probably a match where we both didn't play our best level. Still, what's your takeaway from both of these guys? Well, that, that's one of the areas where Dimonor shines. Mm. When everyone's not playing their best tennis, he's so tough mentally, he finds ways to win. And look, you can't be consistent enough to be able to make in the top 10, just dropped out, looking to make his way back in, without finding ways to win when you're not playing your best tennis. I think that's one of the areas he shines. Another area, which is exemplified indoors, is I think he's brought a little bit more juice to the game. I think he's got a little bit more stick on both his groundies. He's going after his serve a little bit more, trying to work his way into the net. And he uses the mixing of paces really well, better than a lot of players I see out there, using the slice followed up by a big rip, um, thinking and mixing up all his shots really well. No, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's where he really exposes these big men and their movements. Sevi wasn't able to get 
back up into the court, up on the baseline. He was moving too laterally. When you're playing someone that is rolling the ball away, throwing slices, you have to be willing to be moving diagonal up into the court. It cuts the angle off. It makes the movement a lot cleaner, a lot simpler. And it's something that Sebi needs to work on. We've seen it a couple times throughout this early start of the year that his movement is always there. He's very quick. He's very sharp. But it's how he moves forward up into the court. He needs to make that cleaner because that just takes bravery, that takes consistency in his game, and that allows his power to be able to dominate these players that keep getting an extra ball back like Alex. But again, Alex is playing the absolute best tennis of his career. He's always going to be tough to play. You bring some noise there with the analysis. <laughs> you sure you don't want to like jump on, maybe do a little coaching? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saving it for our mixed doubles. Okay. Yeah. I just, I I mean, just, remember the diagonals. Uh, uh, remember the diagonals. If you're not moving diagonally, I'm going to be like, go, come on. <laughs> She'll run a tight ship. I'm looking forward to it. More highlights still to come here on TC Live. Plus, how about this? Are you ready for more Andy Roddick? Details on our guy's new expanded role here at Tennis Channel coming a little later in the show. Yes, indeed. And as we continue our celebration of Black History Month, we have legendary stories about the Williams sisters and their impact on the sport. Don't go anywhere. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The feats of Venus and Serena Williams are legendary. Brilliance that has transcended their sport and made them icons. There we are. It's Serena Williams again, 14 years after that first victory here. Grand Slam number 22. The sisters from Compton, California first captivated audiences in the mid-90s with their signature beaded cornrows, infectious smiles, and unsurpassed talent. But beyond dominating tennis for most of this century, they've also become symbols of much more than the game itself. Young girls and boys of color saw themselves in them. Unapologetically black, unapologetically proud, and unapologetically great. The Williams sisters have used their platform to elevate black voices and to help pursue solutions to problems faced in the black community. They founded the Yatundi Price Resource Center in their hometown of Compton, named after their sister who was murdered in 2003. The center is a leader in mental health programming in black and brown communities, assisting students struggling with heightened mental health issues and providing aid to trauma victims. From championships to culture, entrepreneurship to service, the Williams sisters have carved out a towering legacy that surpasses the boundaries of tennis. Thank you, Taylor. Combined, the Williams sisters have won all four major events in singles, women's doubles, and mixed doubles. Plus, how about this underrated stat? They are a perfect 14-0 in Grand Slam doubles finals. Our Black History Month features are available at TennisChannel.com, and the celebration continues Wednesday with another tribute. Still to come on tonight's show, after an emotional exit last week, would the Minister of Happiness find some joy in Doha? Highlights from Al Jabur on the way.
Coco Prakash, Steve, back with you on TC Live. The world's top men and women returning to tennis paradise in Indian Wells, California. Three weeks from today, one of the sports marquee events. Don't miss complete first ball to last ball live coverage of the BNP Paribas Open right here on Tennis Channel. We've got TC Live coming at you every day, 10 a.m. local. It all begins Wednesday, March 6th. Back to the action in Delray Beach. The match we just saw, the 19-year-old. The American Alex Mickelson, youngest player in the top 100 for Kosh, facing Aussie qualifier Tanasi Kokonakis. Yeah, this was brilliant for Mickelson, and it was brilliant for me. But Petsy carrying me through the call the whole time. But it was so amazing to watch Mickelson pick and choose when to be able to come up with those powerful serves and powerful groundies that he has been known for, but also using that counter-punching ability and movement that we don't normally see from a guy that, that height when he's able to mix that in well. That's when you get these spectacular performances. Now, I will also say it was not a good day for Tanasi Kokonakis. This is a player with a ton of power, a beautiful service motion, but he just couldn't get anything going. Had a moment there in the second when he avoided going down a double break, love 40 down, but it was just too much pressure from Mickelson and just not enough rhythm from Kokonakis. Very one-sided affair. I mean, pretty routine stuff. New career high in the live rankings at 72. He could crack the top 45 this week with the title. Let's see what happens for the 19-year-old. Back to Doha and the ladies. Angebur says she's been having some trouble with her right knee, Coco. Better than last week, but still tough to overcome today against Lesia Sarenko. No, she, she went up an early break in, in this first set. Angebur did. But you could really see that she was going for her shots very quickly. Yes, they were going in at that moment in time, but you could just see how quickly she's pulling the trigger throughout this first set. And I attribute that to her injury in her knee. She's not willing to stay in the long rallies, probably because she physically can't. She can't hold the stability through the knee. She doesn't have the longevity for it. And this second set was really just sad to watch. Ons was not happy with herself, with her game, with what was going on. And right now, she just needs to get healthy and happy. Become that minister of happiness. It's been a tough road since the end of last year starting into this year and she just needs to start getting happy with herself when she's happy she definitely plays well no happiness without health health is your wealth how about lesia saranko though when nine straight games from three one down in the first that is her first top 10 win in five years some other tennis headlines from today. No rest for the wary. Carolina Pliskova, six win in six days. Hubie Hercotch saving three match points to advance in Rotterdam. And we told you about Oklahoma State winning the women's ITA Indoor Nationals yesterday. The men are in action this weekend in New York City. Columbia hosting the top 16 teams in the country. Ohio State, your top seed. TCU at number two. Entering the social net, got to catch up on some doubles news over the weekend. Big congratulations, Sophia Kennan. Bethany Maddox-Sands taking the doubles title in Abu Dhabi, Coco. A couple of your good friends there. I mean, it's been a minute since they've played together. Come on, <laughs> B, you got to get out there on the court more and bring Sophia with you. It's, 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 it's what makes the magic work when you have a good doubles partner and you have fun, you have the chemistry. I mean, B always brings the fire. I, I mean, my hand still hurts from all the high fives we gave to each other. <laughs> That's her 29th career doubles title. Incredible stuff. And then Katie McNally and Asia Muhammad taking the title in Transylvania, for gosh. Another couple of really good friends. Look, I, I just, I love seeing when that chemistry off the court translates to victories on the court. I think chemistry is such a huge part of doubles. And um, listen, listen, I'm just a huge fan. You know me, all the love, light, positivity. When you're shining 
like that, smiling like that with the trophies. That stuff comes through the screen and uh, out to all of us fans who love watching. Got to give love to the Dubs, right? I mean, come on. Always. Uh, listen, some great news here. Andy Roddick's new podcast, Served, is coming to television. It's going to debut on T2 March 3rd and will air every Sunday night after that. Andy talking all things tennis and beyond with our John Wertheim, Coco. It's a, it's a fantastic podcast. Yeah. Already three episodes out. I, I have to go back and listen to all three of these these episodes because I know Andy's going to have so many good nuggets out there. I mean, I'm excited to see what both Andy and John put together out here. Tennis and all the other things that Andy knows that comes with the tennis tour, the, the life along with it, the emotions, the roller coaster of it all. I mean, if anyone knows what goes on on the tennis tour, it's Andy Roddick. What I love so much is Andy always keeps a 100 out there, so you know I can't wait to see him dig into you know, all the nooks and crannies of the game on both the men's and women's side. And uh, do I have this right now on T2? We got served with Andy Roddick, yep. and we got good trouble with Nick Kyrgios. That's right. That's 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 hot. <laughs> Bringing the heavy hitters, <laughs> heavy hitters to T2. That's right. It's literally the only podcast that I listen to, and now I'm going to watch it on television. And I encourage you to do the same. T2. Sunday nights. I mean, why not, right? After you watch 60 Minutes with Wertheim, then you watch the the, the Serb podcast with Wertheim and, and Roddick. Wertheim's all over the place. He owes me some push-ups from the he Australian He still Open. owes you 10 push-ups. <laughs> uh, here's our schedule tomorrow, starting 5 a.m. Eastern in Rotterdam, and wrapping up with the three of us on TC Live. Hot shot of the day, and we'll look ahead to tomorrow's action when we come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that time back on TC Live with our hot shot of the day. Coco, your turn. Oh, man, I, I'm glad to finally get the mantle here for Prakash. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable on board tennis, getting these extra balls. We're asking for her to hit passes all over the place. But Serenko with that stick volley at the end, showing the wherewithal to just cover that line. You've got to cover the line when you come in the net. Got to. Uh -huh. A, B, C, tennis. That knife in charge, I mean, she was, she was channeling some cocoa right there. Knife back at cross court, knock off that forehand volley, bend away all day. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> Always be covering. Always be covering. A, B, C, tennis. I like that, Coco. I was, I was just on. explaining for the people if Come they didn't get on. it. Hey. So here's our schedule. Love that. Center court on a Wednesday. How about Denis Shapovalov, Gal Monfils, Yannick Sinner. First match. Since winning the Australian Open, Emma Navarro, Elena Rabachna, and actually Taylor Fritz, the top seed returning champ in Delray Beach. Stan Vavrenka, I mean, we got a lot of good matches. Let's start, though, with Rabachna and Navarro, Coco. We were looking up the stats on this before we got here. Played qualies at the U.S. Open 2019. Rabachna won that one one and one. But where have they come? I mean, Rabachna is now a major champion. Navarro's in the top 25. What do you make of this matchup? I mean, it's a completely different two players. I mean, Rabachna, as you said, a Grand Slam champion. Emma Navarro, as we've seen, her athleticism and her physicality has changed immensely going into this year. She has changed her body like no other. And it's amazing to see her become such a professional out there. And that's something that it's going to be interesting to see her match up against a top 10 player in Rabakana and a Grand Slam champion. That's what you want as a player coming up to see where your game 
lands against these players. She had a good run winning her first title in Australia, in Auckland, and also having a great time in Australia, making it deep, having some tough matches. But that's you come with the punches. Maybe a big seed will fall. Why not? They both have double-digit wins this year. Two of the hottest players on tour right now on the men's side. How about Yannick Sinner? This guy's coming off biggest win of his life. He's a Grand Slam champion, and he's saying it with his chest now. <laughs> he's taking on a local favorite, Botik van de Zanschulp. But uh, what do you expect to see from Yannick following all of that? Well, it's a lot, and I think all the stuff that he's had to deal with has, has really nothing to do with the game. I mean, you, you got a phone book list of, of endorsements that this kid has right now. All, all the best companies in the world, and he handles himself so well. But after that Aussie Open, he, he's had to go deal with a lot of off-court stuff. I mean, he's being pulled in every single direction. He's adjusting to life as an absolute superstar mm. in the world now. It is a completely different life, and he will never go back to the way it was after taking that first Grand Slam. So I think adjusting to that, adjusting to that air will be the first adjustment, even more than his opponent. But um, out of all the players out there, these young kids coming up, I think he's the one who's going to be least affected. He's got that beautiful attitude just like Carlos Alcaraz does, nice and humble. So I'm expecting him to just come out there, take care of business, and uh, put a dub up on the board. Why not? This is a rematch from the first round at the Australian yep. Open that he won in straight sets. We'll see what happens tomorrow. A fellow Rancho Santa Fe guy, uh, Taylor Fritz, in action, returning champ in Delray Beach, taking on Nuno Borges. Nuno Borges is at a career high right now, but, but Taylor Fritz coming in with a lot of confidence as well. No, I, I think Taylor's going to absolutely do what he does and, and be the top seed and win and get through this first round match. I think it's going to be important for Taylor to get a good start in this American swing coming up, not only here in Delray, but Indian Wells, where he has a lot of points to defend. So get through the Knicks and, and tough, sticky points out there now, because it's been a minute since you played in Australia. So this is where you got to just kind of work your way through this tournament. And fun fact, I did babysit Taylor Fritz. Really? Fun fact. And how fun was fact. he? Well, yeah, well, 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 how he was, was like, good. Once he got some pizza, he was, he was chill. Pizza. Yeah. Okay. He was pizza with black olives on it. Ooh. I don't, That's a fun I, fact. I, I don't know if I feel like I don't. I didn't like the black olives. <laughs> I took them off, but got to keep the kid happy. You know, was he gaming back then, playing all the video games back then? Or no? no, but he was into the um, fidget spinners, the things that you okay, like yeah. ripped off. I don't know if I'm naming can, can it right. We, can we get a little insight into what age are we talking about? I mean, was there diaper duty no. involved? No, 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 no. I'm not that much older than him, Prakash. I mean, jeez. <laughs> no, man, you you could have been a very mature <laughs> young adult. I mean, you could have been like, you know, nine years old. Well, you save yourself. Good job. Good job. No, no, no. You got to think quick. You were like 16 and he was like, what? No, no, no. He was only eight, so I, okay. I was no, I was no more than twelve. All right, that's that's fast, fascinating information. <laughs> it's good to know. Right, that's good. I His parents that. trust me. I both top, both grew up to be top ten players in the world. And if I ever get in a tough spot with Taylor, I'm busting out the pizza and black olives. There black olives for the win. <laughs> uh, for Coco, Prakash, our entire team. Thanks for watching TC Live. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great night.